0: Welcome back to Glow Up Syndrome, the wellness podcast that reframes the law of attraction. This is episode two, and I'm your host, Mick. So as you, again, probably know, this is a re-recording of the second episode. When I first published this, I was so determined to keep consistent to publish something on the Monday that it was destined to be released on but also I was in the middle of move out week so times were just really crazy and when I recorded that episode I was sitting on the floor of my completely like emptied out apartment there was not a single piece of furniture nothing in there so the sounds were really echoey I don't know if you guys know about like the science of like sound but You usually need something like a bed or a sofa. I mean, there are certain things in your environment that just absorb the sound and make it like a bit softer. So here I am with a better audio quality. The contents of this episode will be exactly the same. So if you've listened to this before, I mean, you could totally listen to it again. I won't blame you because I like to drill in the things that I want to teach myself as well. When I was recording this episode, I did get into a lot of detail about what was happening in my life at the time. I think I'm going to skip past all that and get straight to the topic. So when I first recorded this episode, Cornell, which is where I was studying on my year abroad at the time, it was my home for a whole year. I was living in upstate New York, And I made like a whole community there. My friends were like my family there. And I can confidently say that it was probably one of the best years of my life. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want to leave the people who made it what it was. You know, goodbyes are really hard. And on that note, I think it would be great to segue to the actual topic, which is friendships. Personally, I have a love-hate relationship with the current stage of my life right now. I know i romanticize the grind like putting my career first and working super hard towards my goals but that comes with a ton of sacrifice that's frankly beginning to take a toll on me so i'm always always living in a different place in a different country and i take flights around the world several times a year for those who don't know i grew up in the philippines and literally lived there until very recently like i moved to university away from the philippines college started about three years ago. The Philippines is where my family is, and I always go back there during summers and Christmases because it's important for me to reconnect with them. However, as a full-time undergraduate student at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland in the UK, I do have to live there for most of the year. And as I mentioned earlier, I was living in Ithaca, New York for a full year as part of an exchange program. So there's also the fact that I occasionally live in Lisbon in Portugal for short periods of time. My family and I are residents there. So sometimes instead of Manila, I'll live there for a while. But I'm sure that was a lot to take in. And if you are me, you know, you can probably tell that I'm quite literally like a global citizen. There's like two, three continents across four cities I can call my home, but that does mean I'm constantly having to say goodbye to my favorite people. I've built these places up as homes not because of the cities themselves, but because of the people I met there. They made these places feel like home. And as much as it's so romantic to be a global citizen, to travel all the time, you know, to have the opportunity, I know I'm really lucky to have the opportunity to explore, to be open-minded, to discover new parts of yourself, to see new things. What good is home if you always have to leave it, right? Getting into the episode proper, I want to first talk about maintaining international friendships. So what do you do when you know that the friendship is time-locked? Does that change the nature of the friendship? From my own experience, I don't think it does. In fact, I think it only makes the friendship richer. You're bringing in a high level of diversity to the friendship. It's really interesting to have different perspectives in life and when approached in a healthy manner, it should only serve to facilitate growth in each of you as individuals. So being friends with people from all across the world who are super different from me in personality, in life outlook, in experiences, I've truly been able to immerse myself in the world around me. That is to say, I think I experience life more authentically because when you are open-minded and take in all of this diversity, you start to see the world through what I'd kind of like to call rose tinted lenses. Like if you think about the people who are constrained to one social environment, it's easy to see that they tend to be more close-minded and therefore more negatively attuned to the world around them. So just to give an example of this, sometimes I go back home to the Philippines and the first thing I hear about is all the gossip and the negative things that people think or feel about each other. Again, this is not something that only happens in the Philippines. This is probably something that happens in places like small towns, like places where everyone knows each other. Things have been the same for a long time. You just forget to look at the world beyond. And from this, I want to add that I don't think I ever really felt like I was truly happy back home in Manila because I felt like I was constantly constrained and helpless in that culture, that became sort of a a negative version of a positive reinforcement cycle. It just didn't feel right. I knew that there was so much more to life. I knew that the things that people cared about, like all those small little trends or social norms, they didn't matter elsewhere, where people had so many more interesting and productive things to devote their time to. And so amidst all of this, I grew up aching for escape day in and day out. I think that attitude definitely prevented me from being my fullest, truest self back home. And it prevented me from making more genuine connections with people I probably would have gotten along well with. I think I just knew that there was so much more I could have been doing with my life outside of that enclosed bubble. And so there was kind of that divide from the very beginning. There was always a disconnect somewhere between me and the culture, between me and the city, between me and the people in the city, people I could have been great friends with. I did work really hard to get out of the Philippines. I think it was a good decision on my part. It only makes sense that when you have more perspective, things are just easier to see in a more positive light. So as soon as I moved out of the Philippines, my life improved for the better. And, and I was still me, but I was more free to embrace those parts of myself that weren't, I guess, appreciated or welcome back home. You know, not everything is as bad as it seems when you look at it from a different angle, when you nurture it in a different environment. But of course, I understand that not everyone is as lucky as me to go experience the rest of the world, to go out of your comfort zone so much, um, which is why I'm also going to add, you don't have to fly to an entirely different country to do this, to go become open-minded. Like, just explore a new place in your city. Meet a different crowd. Go out of what you're used to. That's what I mean to say by all of this. With regards to my outlook on life in Manila, yeah, I kind of grew up with a little spite towards the way the Philippine culture or Manila culture was geared to just make everyone always compare each other and never look at the bigger picture in life. And so that was my biggest takeaway from moving abroad, from being able to form new connections, international friendships. When I was able to embrace that diversity, the world opened up for me. There's a book that actually really inspired this episode, which is called Self Love for Small Town Girls by Lang Leav. I actually didn't read this book before the first time I recorded this episode, but now I'm reading it and it starts off with a little dedication that says, for every girl who has ever wanted to go somewhere. Take that as you will. That's basically what I wanted to underscore through this dialogue. Anyway, the next poem is called Self-Love for Small Town Girls, the title of the book. I'm going to read a segment of it, not the whole thing, because it's kind of lengthy. But it starts off with the following sentence. They say in this small town, nothing ever happens here, but you happened. Like, a story so good, you can tell it verbatim, like the contents of Pandora's box. Or a bottle smashing onto the sidewalk, you happened. For me, you were the only thing that happened. I adored you, and you never stopped preaching to me about self-love. Even when you despised everything to do with yourself, you told me to keep believing even long after you had lost hope. You would say there was always something just up ahead and when you see it, you will know. Just look for a sign. And you never once asked me to stay when I was finally shown a way out. You never once said, take me with you. And maybe it had less to do with our circumstances and an active choice I made to leave. And maybe love was there in all the time that it took me to write this to you. Okay, I think that that's so beautiful. Um, My interpretation of it is she wanted to leave that small town and she only ever saw its faults and she went out of it. She changed her perspective. She learned new things in life and then she looked back and she realized that it was good all along that she just had to change the perspective and not the place. And she had to go out of her comfort zone and realize that things were actually okay. That's the beauty of embracing new places, of embracing a new mindset, of exploring the world. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but I think this leads me to another necessary point about friendships. That is, when you have any opportunity, you should take it. Grab it. It's important to maintain a habit of getting out of your comfort zone actually a nice poem that reminds me very much of this is taken straight from self-love for small Talking girls by lang Leeve. once again the poem is called decisions so here it is the further you get in life the faster everything moves you only get so much time to take everything in to decide what to grasp what to hold on to there are things that you will miss do not spend too long in them sometimes we make too much of what has gone When life reveals itself to you, when it begins to unfold at a manic pace, you may only have a fraction of a second to make up your mind. The most important thing is that you do. And that's the poem. What I'm taking from this is that you really have to just make the ultimate decision then and there to leave your comfort zone, to embrace the possibilities that life has to offer, because you're going to regret it more if you don't. You know, some people I know prefer to stay in their comfort zone and are more introverted and maybe talking to a stranger or attempting to connect with someone new is scary. I agree that it can be terrifying. I think I have a unique perspective on this because I was once insanely shy, believe it or not. I would quake at the thought of even having to smile at someone I didn't know or at someone who made me uncomfortable. The unknown is scary like that. There's always going to be those questions in the back of your head of, what if they don't like me? What if they judge me for even approaching them? What if they think that that smile is rude or awkward? And growing up in an Asian culture where every little action is judged so intensely, those are really valid concerns. Sometimes I don't even think that social anxiety is the right word for it if that's the culture, you know? But get this. What if you don't approach them? What if you don't flash that person, that smile, or wave at them to say hi? What if you didn't do all those things that could give you a richer life? So what if they don't like your actions? So what if they don't like you? So what if people think you're weird or awkward or rude? As they say, there's only one way to go but up. These things can happen even if you stay in your comfort zone. You can't control what other people think of you. So honestly, you can only add to your life by going out of your comfort zone. You might as well go outside of your comfort zone. And regardless, at the end of the day... The only person's opinions that matter are your own. It's your life. It's you who will have to live with the regret. Wouldn't you rather end the day knowing either that one, you made a new friend, or two, you did your best to build a better life for yourself? This is not all to say that you should be friends with anyone and everyone. Your time and your company is also incredibly valuable. You are not better off with more friends, you are better off with good friends who respect you in the same way that you respect them. So disclaimer, also be sure to choose your friends wisely. I think this is something that everyone learns as they get older, but try not to learn the hard way. Preserve your energy, as they say. I think we all had those learning moments during COVID where we saw friends' true intentions, like for example, when they were being more selfish and friendly when they expose you to harm rather than being considerate, if only to benefit themselves. No one wants to be taken advantage of or to be put in a bad position like that, especially when it's really important stuff like your health at stake. And finally, I think it's worth talking about how to maintain friendships. Again, as an international student slash global citizen, I feel like I have a lot of insight on this, but I also don't know if I'm the best giver of advice. I think my Biggest tip is to work according to your personality. Your friends know who you are and what you're like, so trust that they'll be okay with that and won't give you shit for it. Personally, I suck at like messaging all the time. I'm a busy person and that's okay. My friends know that it takes me really long to reply unless it's something important or urgent and it has absolutely nothing to do with them. I prefer to maintain quality over quantity friendships. Like two of my best friends... I've literally been friends with them for like 15 years, 14 years, and 8 years. But like, we don't need to constantly be messaging each other or updating each other about every single detail in our lives. We treasure the in-person moments that we have together. We know that we care for and love each other. We have nothing superficial to prove. And I feel like prioritizing quality over quantity roots out the friendships that aren't meant for you. Though I also get that that's not everyone's style, which is why my piece of advice pertains more to working according to your personality and making sure your friends know and respect how you operate as a person and with friendships in general. You can be a person who needs more attention, just make sure your friends know that. And for those who aren't like that, maybe the friendship isn't meant to be in that exact moment of your life, you know? It doesn't mean that either person is a bad person in the friendship. There's just practical factors, personal growth factors, and all of that that get in the way. Maybe it just isn't your time. And people say this stuff for romantic relationships too. But it definitely still applies for friendships, I think. So I'm going to end it here. That's all I have for today. My goal is to keep these episodes to like 20 minutes-ish. Again, I'm keeping this podcast super real and unfiltered. So mostly it's just me ranting about life stuff that I've learned, or me talking about self-improvement and wellness, which is actually my career sect. I'm like studying to be a therapist, a psychologist. You know, if you guys have anything you wanna ask me about psychology, about life, (laughs) that's literally what I wanna do for a living. So go shoot. When I first published this episode, I was on a long, long flight home to Manila from America. And now that I'm re-releasing it, I'm on another long-haul flight from Manila to Edinburgh where I will be studying for the next year. I'm going to be finishing my final year of undergrad, so wish me luck. I'm definitely being hit really strong by feelings of fear going to another new place and having to experience, you know, having to make new friends. Like, this is literally what I was just talking about in the episode. I'm experiencing it. Myself right now, like I'm scared to go back to make new friends and then to know that I'm leaving again after a year. And not just that, I'm scared that I will make a fool of myself. I'm scared that after being abroad for a year, I'm so different that I won't fit in anymore. But then I have to remind myself of everything I just talked about. You know, I have to practice what I've been preaching, which is that life is. Not going to chase after me. I have to chase after it. I have to make the most out of the opportunities I'm given. And if I want to have new connections, I'm going to have to put myself out there. And I know I will regret it if I don't. Like, I'm not going to be happy just saying, okay, I have one year left. I'm not going to stress about it. Like, I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to feel glad at the end of the day that I did that for myself. And I'm going to emerge. From this year with beautiful friendships. Okay, now I'm ending off the episode. <laughs> um, the most important thing that I want to say at the end of this episode is thank you so, so much for all the heartwarming comments and messages that you guys have been sending me over the past two and a half months. It's crazy to me to see the pod reaching and touching all of you. I'm so glad to hear that it's relatable. I'm glad to hear that it's an inspiring listen. It genuinely makes me smile seeing all of this just pop up on my phone. And you guys have no idea how much like kind words can make a day. So I'm grateful for such a positive community. With that, ciao for now. Once again, I'm plugging in the Instagram accounts in the show notes. That's at Syndrome or at underscore Michaela Dizon for my personal on Insta. Please, please, please rate the pod and follow it. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye!